Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Yes, indeed, you do. You walk into the uh, best little country in the world with Annie on Showreel on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. And, of course, we stream and we podcast and we do all those wonderful, woolly and wonderful things that uh, Digital Age allows us to do. And this morning we're going to have a chat with uh, Ivan Melikan, who is the film festival organiser for Made in Melbourne Film Festival, which is coming up. G'day, Ivan, how are you? I'm good, Annie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, tell us all about it. Now, this is how many years has Made in Melbourne been going? Seven years now for Made in Melbourne. We never thought we'd make it this far, but here we are still standing. We started back in 2009. Um, It was just a single night at the Loop Bar. But 100 people attended the events, packed house, we got a lot of submissions, people had a good time, so we just kept going, grew every single year, and now we're back, 2015, Backlot Studios, so they're excited. Uh, how many nights are you now? It's four nights now, so we've got a really good mix, um, taking a while to get this balance, but you know, we ex- expanded from short films, we also screen features, um, we screen high school films, and with this year we're actually launching a music video showcase, so a very good balance and very good mix of variety. So it's really an example of how broad and how much depth there is in Australian filmmaking culture in Melbourne. Yep, that's true. Um, just wide variety of genres this year everything from animation to drama to comedy to horror it was actually quite difficult to come up with the program um it took longer than expected and um, we had a record-breaking year for submissions well, so how many did you get uh over 150 so that's a record for us and they're difficult to decide but we're very proud of the program we believe there's something there for everybody so yeah we hope people check out the program online can i give it a plug mim.org.au and we just think there's something there for everybody so you did the programming uh we have a team of programmers and we all kind of debate back and forth you know to try to finalize that final lineup so that means you had 150 submissions but everybody didn't get on the bill is that correct um no no not possible no not possible well with every year yeah, there's so much quality and, you know, good films miss out. But like any festival, you just can't program everything that you want to program. And, you know, it's a shame. But, you know, Made in Melbourne is actually opportunities for screenings, you know, in 2016. Um, we're associated with several events. We always run something with Destination Docklands at the start of the year where we play several shorts. 
we do a lot of best of screenings. Um, even this year, we got invited to Down Under Berlin um, in Germany to put together a compilation program. So, you know, fantastic. Yeah, and we even we do a show on Channel 31, which is on Wednesday nights at 9.30. So, just best of films. We've done a screening in Swampool this year. We want to do a regional tour next year. And we're associated with film nights like Comfy Shorts, West Side Shorts, where we play, you know, Made in Melbourne films and even films that didn't quite make the finals, but, you know, they're still good films, so they deserve a screening. I'll have to say, Ivan, you're unstoppable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what was your criteria? Criteria for selection, you mean? Yeah. Um, quality, story, um, just has to be engaging. So, yeah. Uh, but um, also the uh, the notion of... Uh, what uh, you're aiming to do in the program itself. Would that have had some elements that you had to yeah. use in your selection criteria? Yeah, we try to we try to get something for everybody. Um, yeah. What, did you have a mythical audience that you were expecting to feed? No, we just try to have a lot of variety, um, play different types of films. Like say you have five excellent dramas you get another drama but you can't just keep playing drama drama drumming they starting to break it up so you know put a bit of comedy in there a bit of horror we just want to have a good mix so there's something there for everybody yeah well you're on three three cr with annie and ivan and we've just been uh entered the studio is sophie townsend who is one of the filmmakers for made in melbourne film festival hello sophie how are you <laughs> yeah, good. Now, um, I just had to make sure everybody realised that the filmmakers are really alive and well and uh, excited about the upcoming Made in uh, Melbourne Film Festival. Uh, before we leave Ivan, who's the film festival organiser, and get to Sophie, we'll, um, I'd like to know a bit more about the, the program and uh, the decision to make it uh, a, a uh, an extravaganza. It's a four-day uh, and night affair. It is. Well, we start opening night is our traditional short film showcase where the best shorts you know, compete for a variety of prizes, including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actor, and an Audience Favourite Awards. Um, we have three features that we screen. We only screen three features, so just to get you know, a screening at Made in Melbourne as a feature film is an honour. Um, so guess, what, you, you focus on short films? Uh, well, we start off with well, a short film festival, because, yeah, no, but we no, ex- expand it to features. This is our third year running feature films. Um, as I said at the start, we're also doing music videos this year for the first time. Like every year, we've had a, a few music videos programmed throughout the shorts, but you know, we want to see the quality of out, that's out there. Like you know, for music videos and Melbourne musicians, I mean, that's a big scene. So we're launching a whole showcase for them, including live music and a barbecue. Plus our high school section, which is always very popular, and that's an event for the whole family. They'll be on Sunday afternoon. And, yeah, like I said, we have the features, and then we finish with more short films on closing night, but it's a more intimate affair, so we do Q&As with the filmmakers, and we also decide bonus best films. So so let, let's go through that. So Thursday... Mm-hmm. Um, opening night, opening short films. Night, short, no, that's yep. November the 26th. That's it. So you, that's when you have your short films showcase, which yep. is your... 
actually an homage to the tradition it of is. Made in Melbourne. We've had the short film showcase as our opening night from the very beginning, so that's a tradition of ours. Yeah, and then on Friday, what's the main Friday, uh, our, our first feature, which is the Heckler, out-of-body comedy, very recent. Um, that currently, sounds hilarious. It is. It's like um, doing... The rounds up. It's played cinema Nova. It's getting a lot of screenings. Um, you know, in regional cinemas. So it, it's when a heckler uh, it, it takes over the body of the stand-up yeah. comedian. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, Saturday we have our first afternoon session, which is more short films. Um, then we have the music showcase, and we have another and feature. And that's tied with the barbecue in the That is, yep, that is a uh, live music performance. And then our feature, the Dream Children, which is. Very progressive, a sexually charged drama about a gay couple wanting to adopt. So, you know, it's still a topic that's very, you know, current. So, and interesting because yeah. the main actors, one's from Neighbours and one's from Home and Away. Exactly. <laughs> oh, institutions in Australia, those two programs. Yeah. Um, yeah. We continue on the Sunday with Sophie's film, Pretty Good Friends. Um, should say the high school session just before that. Yeah, keep yep. going. And we close with more short films, so jam-packed. 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 And, and did you say that on the Sunday you've got Q&As? Um, yeah, Q&A with the filmmakers for yeah, the shorts. So, because, of course, Ivan, you're a filmmaker yourself, so yeah. basically you've uh, organised a, uh, a film festival that's almost like the beginning, middle and an end of a great film. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, the Q&A, it's a chance for the audience to find out the processes of filmmaking. Um, personally, I enjoy, I really enjoy Q&As. Like, yeah, I love going to sessions at Cinema Nova, you know, when new films come out and the cast and crew are there to answer the questions, how this was done, how that was done. Um, with the feature filmmakers, with Sophie, her cast and crew will have a Q&A, you know, for that also. So, you know, just a very engaging process and very eye-opening. And Sophie, I have to, the first obvious question to ask Sophie Townsend, who has made this film called Pretty Good Friends, is what's a mumblecore film? A mumblecore film, well, <laughs> it um, it's actually sort of a movement that emerged in the mid-2000s from some uh, American independent filmmakers who just decided that they were going to not worry about funding and everything like that, and they just, it's, it's sort of like a DIY approach to filmmaking. Um, some people may know Joe Swanberg, Andrew Bajalski. Um, there's lots of filmmakers who came from that time. Greta Gerig. Um, uh, it just it came from that time. The Duplass brothers as well. It's just a um, very uh, bare bones approach to filmmaking and just about getting it done and substance over style. And um, so we took that approach when when I was writing Pretty Good Friends. Just thought, why wait around for money and whatever when you can just get a crew together and some actors and um, see what you come up with? <laughs> <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with mumbling. No, well, that sort of comes from like the apparently the the, ba- the bad sound from those films. That's I think sound always the, suffers. Yeah, ex- especially on low um, budgeted production. So that's where the name comes from. But um, yeah, no, we we've got some pretty good sound in because ours. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people wouldn't realise, I guess. Because they they uh, are consumers of films, mm. they wouldn't realise that actually uh, a film is a bit like an iceberg. What they see is uh, mm. a, has you know it's only about a third of all the work and uh, effort and uh, processes that cost money in to get it to the screen. Mm. Correct, of course, yeah, um, f- for sure. A lot of time. 
blood, sweat and tears goes into um, an independent film and uh, definitely like our the level that we're at, uh, we, we, we considered no budget. <laughs> um, so, I mean, all of our features are under 10 grand, but, yeah, most people won't even attempt to do that. Cause now, well, that's, uh, the thing is, did, did you go to film school? Uh, yes. Where did you go? Um, well, I, I actually did film theory um, at La Trobe. I did an arts degree and then I did a year of technical training at Deakin. And then um, the two guys I work with um, as part of Armalimo Productions, Tom Swinburne and Nathan Barilaro, they um, started – Nathan started writing a feature and um, we all were going to continue um, our studies the following year. Tom was at VCA, Nathan at RMIT. But we all just started filmmaking instead and realised you can – by doing learn, it? Yeah, learnt so much more. And so, in yeah. fact, uh, by doing it, then you might um, have questions which you can then go seek answers for. You may not even know what the questions are when you're oh, studying. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. What did you What did you find out by making pretty good friends? Um, that um, you can learn a lot very quickly. We had um, our sound person pulled out two days before production, so I went from directing the film to also doing all of the sound, having never done that before, um, and learning radio mics, everything, as well as looking through the camera, as well as directing actors. Um, it was crazy. A lot of independent filmmakers are wearing several million hats in one go, but you learn quickly and soon um, you just, each feature comes along it's it's easier to do um also i'm a big fan of um improvised dialogue so i write a a script i write a story a treatment but um yeah i i find that works especially uh, in these kind of films um you get some really nice um real naturalistic dialogue which i've always been a fan of so so that business about uh, in your film where uh pretty good friends they're walking along in the uh in the laneway, and yeah. th- that was another beautiful thing about your film. It's actually set in Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was just wondering, you know, why would someone move? This is a rude thing to say, but why would you move to Adelaide? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's so rude. It's, it, just, it was such a, such a uh, classic Australian joke that idea of move, moving back to Melbourne. You know, hadn't she realised that? Yeah, back, I know. Was going I know. to be an end game in itself. But anyway, by the by, that's. It's, uh, if you come from Adelaide, that's just a very rude thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, the point being is that they're walking along and they're having conversation. So did you say to them, just, you know, uh, what do you want to talk about? Um, it was more so we spent, we put a lot of effort into the the character description, creating the character. And so um, they, they knew a lot about their character's backstory, um, where they were in their lives. And so then I just said, open it up, like, this is where your character's at today. This is how they're feeling. Um, this is where we are. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's some, I had certain plot points, like, to address but like sometimes we just let it roll and see what happens how long did it take you to shoot this uh we shot it in 20 days yeah and you had uh yeah so i can see how that would work uh it's it's a method that allows for quite a, a sense of gentle poetry doesn't it yeah this well, kind of approach yeah well we're, we're pretty open to what hap- like not a lot of filmmakers are like that it's the opposite they want everything you know by the book and that that's great like you, i can see they're the trying to achieve something else exactly but this approach we sort of we're a little uh we're open to how the story evolves how the characters evolve um you know we may not always use this approach but um 
at the time being. At the moment, it's, it's I love seeing stories grow that you know I've contributed to and other people and the actors as well. Um, and so, did you get to a point at uh, in the shoot that uh, you had conundrums, and then you had to sit down and chat with each other about how you're going to go about it, solving that conundrum? Um, definitely. Uh, look, I, we were pretty lucky up until like the last three days. Like at some point I was like, something's going bad. Like how have I got through 15 days of filming and it's going really well. Superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> Considering we've shot in a lot work. of public locations. So, um, yeah, it wasn't oh, until... Did you, did you ask permission to? No. No. So you just no. got away with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long, you know, yeah, it, that's the beauty of, um, equipment so cheap was, now. Everyone's got tight. amazing It was character. pretty tight, um... I wouldn't have thought that it should cause too much trouble. No, well, we we just go, we can be quite inconspicuous and um, using radio mics is great because, yeah, we didn't have a boom pole. Um, So that's how we did it. Um, And, yeah, what some of the problems we come across? uh, Look, just, you know, one day where the location doesn't work for you, Um, the crowds, the location, the weather, um, the actors aren't feeling it, um, you know, like... It just what what every creative project can come across, really. But we we did really well for like eighty percent of it. <laughs> or, yeah, I'll just tell my audience what who they're listening to and why they're listening to us. This is uh, Annie for Showreel, and uh, in, we've got in the studio uh, two people who are part of Made in Melbourne, a film festival that, uh, of course, is in Melbourne and it's going to be at Backlock Cinemas, which we'll talk about in in a, in uh, studios in South. Bank. We'll talk about that in a minute. It starts Thursday, November the 26th and goes to Sunday, November the 29th. And uh, right at this moment, I'm having a yarn with uh, Sophie Townsend, who is a director of a pretty interesting film, one of the three features which are featured at Made in Melbourne, Pretty Good Friends. Only three features are actually being shown at a predominantly short film festival. Uh, so you must be feeling quite uh, chuffed to be one of the three, Sophie? Yeah, definitely. Um, mostly because, uh, look, when I set out to make this film, I wanted to capture so many parts of Melbourne and reflect my city um, the way I sort of see it. I just I think it's a great city. So that was my goal from the start. So to be playing at Made in Melbourne, pretty great. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. Um, you actually won a... a, a um, Best International Feature at 2015 Starlight Film Festival, Florida. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, that's a film festival that focuses on uh, smaller productions, so it was great to be included in that. Um, and, yeah, it was. I mean, unfortunately I couldn't go. It's the nature of living on the other side of the world. And So how did you decide to – how did you find the places to put your feature in? Um, I use a lot of – these days it's so easy with um, Film Freeway and Without a Box, um, which are f- – uh, that help uh, f- directors find festivals and submit online. Um, but, you know, festival submissions is a torturous <laughs> part of filmmaking that I think everyone – you get so excited when you make your first film and you come to that stage and that's a lot of money and it's a lot of rejection and it's a lot of waiting around and mm. it's enough to drive anyone insane and out of the game. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and Ivan is exactly. feeling the same uh, pain. It's, yeah. yeah. It's painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why you – Started your own film festival? Uh, no, actually, I was part of a film that made Tropfest back in 2009, and I went up there, noticed half the films were actually from Melbourne, so I just had an idea, is there enough talent in the city to start a festival? Gave it a go, and just we've you know grown ever since. Mm. And mm. it has. 
got enough yeah. talent, as you proved, Definitely. Sophie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you win by winning that besides kudos? Um, a cool little trophy. <laughs> no, it's really a really good. nice one. It's got oh, like it's a, a magnifying nice thing. light. Um, it's nice to have someone say. Yeah. And all these people appreciate your film. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And uh, one of the – Jenny, who's the lead actress, she happens to have lived in Florida for six years, so she actually had some friends who could go, which is very crazy and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. That's really nice. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, am, I enjoyed your film. I, I, oh, thank I think you. It's, a, it's a very interesting and sweet kind of film. And one of the things I wanted to mention in particular was uh, the uh, use of music. You yes. did a very good job there. Oh, thank you. Um, I sourced a lot of the bands from Unearthed, um, which is, yeah, you'll know it, the yeah. Triple J. Yeah. Um, so I just listened to a lot of bands and didn't mean to plug in the radio station. No, no, that's fine. That's absolutely show. fine. No. Um, yeah, so just found local bands. I, one of them is from Adelaide, but most of them are from We won't Melbourne. hold it against them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I wanted local bands. Um, I got really lucky with the Frowning Clouds, which they pretty big band they gave me two songs and then uh, my dad's a musician so he did the score so well it's really good it works really well and uh it's a very fine way of uh giving depth to um ordinary event that's happening in an ordinary person's life you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure it's a very interesting way of making a film uh in fact it harkens back to uh early experiments in mm. this uh, real time, almost real time, but of course not real time, uh, sensibility. What What is it, what's worth making a film about is really the issue, isn't it? Mm. I mean, most films are about very large events, yeah. which are, uh, while a person's large, large events in people's personal lives are trivialised in movies. Yeah. And your film doesn't do that. You, your no. Your film actually looks at... Uh, the strengths and weaknesses of real people doing their real living. Yeah, well, I like small moments, and mm. um, in that film, yeah, that was something we looked at. Like that—that's everyday life. Like it's mm. great to um, have these big events, and we all focus on that. But you know, we're only living every day, at every time, every moment, and so um, yeah, I just wanted to capture um, what happens within relationships. And I was—I was very impressed with uh, how you can make. Ordinary life, not boring. Well, I think ordinary life's pretty interesting. Captivating. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess No, no, so. I was very impressed. I think, I think you did a good job and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, you, wanna, you want people to want to watch what you're creating. So. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's it. So you got to, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, job well done. Thank and you. Uh, if you want to see Sophie's films, Pretty Good Friends, that's on. That's the uh, Sunday matinee session. That's uh, the final feature, isn't that's it? That's it. That's correct. 5 p.m. Sunday, November 29th. Yeah. So uh, how do people actually uh, get tickets or can they? Uh, if they go to the program, just go to the websites, mim.org.au, and there's links all over the websites. Um, I recommend pre-purchase, go and try booking the backlot. You know, it's a smallish cinema, so sessions are likely to sell out. So, yeah, book ahead to make sure you can check out the films. Now, let's describe Backlot because maybe not everybody knows where Back- Backlot Studios is. Mm. It's a, it is a very comfortable it is. Uh, yeah. outfit. Yeah, Big screen, big, big screen. sound. I know they do sound design and music composition there. So, you know, excellent sound system and 
massive leather chairs. They're so mm. comfy. They are. Um, it's 65 Hag- Hague Streets yeah, Hague. Um, in South Bank. H-A-I-G. Yeah, I can never pronounce it properly. Um, and just opposite Crown Casino, that's the best way to find it. So it's in walking distance of you know Southern Cross Station, and I'm sure there's trams that go just outside. Not yeah, quite yeah. sure what the yeah. number is, but twelve, one hundred nine, yeah. ninety six. Yeah, they all yep. stop there, more or so, less. Yeah, uh, exactly. You can uh, get across if you go across City Road, uh, walking away from the city. You walk, 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 and it's on the right. Go down to the end. And you'll find that there's a, a, a space that's got a right at the end near the uh, where the overpass is. To look to the left, and you'll see backlot. Mm, exactly, and yeah, well worth the trip. Like I said, like plenty of great films to see. There's a bar there, so drinks. We'll have <laughs> popcorn. Um, we'll have the barbecue on Saturday. We'll have live music. So, well and in fact, it. it's backlot back is a bit like c- a cinema in general. You know, it is. You go through. You go through this. There's a bare wall. You open up the door, and then you have the magic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> open up for a surprise. Yeah. Open up for a surprise. Does it? How much does it cost for a session, or do you buy um, a ticket? For sessions. The every session's fifteen dollars. So we try to keep. Keep it fairly low. Um, as a filmmaker myself, you know, with festival entry fees, we know how expensive it gets. So we just, you know, and as artists, we know, you know, money can be an issue. So $15, but there's also concession at $12. Okay. And so it all starts November the 29th. 26th. Oh, 26th. <laughs> Sorry. That's See, right. I, I just um, transposed it. No, the uh, Thursday, November the 26th, Sunday the 20th. 29th is the last That's night. it. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. <laughs> And I'll just let you know that uh, This Changes Everything, which is a film screening with an introduction by David Spratt, is going to be on at the uh, uh, NIBS uh, um, basement of Trades Hall, a national, uh, new international bookshop. Uh, it's uh, the film that uh, is a spin-off from um, Naomi Klein's uh, epic book, international non-fiction bestseller, This Changes Everything. It's on at 7.30pm November the 26th if you're not going to the opening night of Melbourne, Made in Melbourne Film Festival, which is also a hoot. Uh, Raw House, which is a community-based arts initiative which addresses barriers to participation in community arts and culture, uh, having their film launch, which is going to be happening uh, on oh, the twenty sixth, the twenty first of November at Bar three hundred three, that's three hundred three High Street, Northcote, from five to eight pm, celebrating Raw House performances and its contributors. Uh, there's also going to be a United We Will Swim Australian premiere screening at Trades Hall, 54 Victoria Street, Carlton, Tuesday the 17th of November, 6.30pm, which is all about a uh, 
the saving of a local swimming pool, Calder Street Bars and Wash House. Uh, when Glasgow City Council decided it was going to close it, the community fought back. Coming up next is Published or Not. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.